Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves, and this episode is called Lounge or Lunge. And I think it's appropriate that I'm recording this episode the week before Thanksgiving because I'm going to admit something about myself. I have couch potato tendencies. <laughs> Stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. Before I read this piece, which I wrote, oh, over a decade ago, over two moves ago... I would like to wish you all a joyful and satisfying Thanksgiving. And for whatever traveling you might be doing this entire holiday season, which is right upon us now, I wish you safe travels. And now my piece, Lounge or Lunge. I first submitted this piece to Not Your Mother's Book on Travel back in 2012, when we were still living in Colorado Springs before we moved to Leadville, and obviously before Mike and I moved to Salida. So here it goes. In an attempt to acquaint our sons with the many wonders of Colorado, Mike and I would plan adventures to take us away from the comforts of our Colorado Springs home. One adventure brought us to Leadville, where Mike competed in his first Packboro race, quite another story, putting us on a mailing list for the Western Packboro Association. The hyphenation is not mine. It's a real thing. So when we received an invitation to their annual banquet, and we hadn't yet discovered Salida, we packed our bags for a new adventure. Upon arrival we realized that we had four options for what to do the following day. The Weather Channel was reporting a possible approaching snowstorm coming over the mountains, so we were prepared to have our choices limited by the time we woke up. Our choices were 1. Attend the donkey training seminar at the fairgrounds, what the association would want. 2. Shop in the quaint, historic town of Salida. 3. Lounge luxuriously in the soothing hot springs just across the street. 4. Climb the local Mount Chavano, all 14er feet of it. And for those of you who aren't familiar with 14ers, a 14er is a mountain where the top is over 14,000 feet above sea level. And remember, y'all, I'm from Boston. <laughs> All right, back to my story. I really thought we should attend the day of bonding with your burrow. After all, we had just won a burrow brush at the banquet that night. As the boys pointed out, now all we need is the accessory. <laughs> Not yet the proud owners of Bobby, 
what we will surely name our first burrow whenever we get him, Mike was disinclined to watch as others who dragged their own asses to the weekend festivities learned how to maneuver donkey obstacle courses or whatever the training actually included. No, we would not attend the donkey training. Not this year. Shopping. Burr. I still get shivers when I recall the countless hours of digging through bins at the bargain center in Quincy, Massachusetts as a child. No dressing rooms, no real order to what you might be looking for, but boy could mom find a bargain. Hours and hours of power shopping, of backaching standing around as mom would feel every item on every hanger of hiding in the racks of clothes to avoid having to try on one more winter coat on sale because it was still 98 degrees out. No, we would not go shopping. To be fair, I already knew that the first two choices weren't really happening. So when Mike said that we may not be able to climb Mount Chavano because of the storm coming in that night... I tried very hard to mask my excitement over the possibility of choice number three. Gee whiz, would we possibly not have to wake up extra early to get a head start on attacking the mountain before it got really bad? Would we possibly have to spend a leisurely morning after a nice home-style breakfast at the local diner, soaking, floating, easing our burdens away in the natural hot springs just across the street from our hotel? Golly, I hoped not. (laughs) After a fitful night's attempt at sleep, we awoke later than expected without an alarm to a beautiful morning. Damn, there were clouds in the sky, but they weren't even ominous. We were allowed a few minutes to grab a cold, hard pastry in the motel lobby before heading out on our quest to, quote, bag another 14er. This was Mike's and Nick's quest. Jake and I were happy to shoot for a 13.5-isher. Okay, I'll admit it. The day was spectacular, and we ended up getting a twofer. Two seasons in one day. The aspens were at their peak intensity for autumn color, and when it started to snow, the whole scene became a fairyland. The trail up Mount Chavano was well-worn, and Mike and Nick quickly disappeared as they advanced on their speed ascent. We had walkie-talkies, so I felt confident that Jake and I would enjoy the adventure at our own pace. But I should admit something here. Long ago and far away, I would let other fellow mountain hikers know that I would hang back with Jake. Yes, I would sacrifice the painful, thin, air-sucking experience so that Jake could build his confidence. Yes, I might not even make it to the top. I would do that. But something changed this year when Jake turned 12. Something both beautiful and tragic. I had to ask Jake to slow down. 
okay to stop a couple of times. This was beautiful because it demonstrated that my little boy was now both full of confidence and ability. It was tragic because, well, I couldn't keep up with him anymore. He was very patient with me, and as we had done on countless past adventures, while Nick and his dad were focused on the top, and I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with that, Jake and I embraced the around. We took in the expanse of emerald green-covered boulder fields along several hillsides. We were amazed by what looked like a foot-high flame carved into the bottom of a burnt-out tree trunk. We bounced on old pines, bent low across our path, yet still rooted in the earth. We scooped up and ate handfuls of the season's first snow. We laughed at the gray face of stone at our feet, with a protrusion of fleshy pink rock that looked just like a tongue sticking out at us. The air was fall-winter fresh, and our steady journey up the mountain yielded peaks of peaks as the sun would occasionally break through the clouds and falling snow. Three hours into the adventure, we got to a point, after having ascended from a long saddle in the mountain, where we thought we could see the end point of our journey. But there were three distinct summits, and when we called Nick, who beat his dad to the top this time, we learned that they had reached the peak and were heading down. Protected as we were in the saddle, we hadn't experienced the blowing snow and wind they were feeling on top. And so, having hiked to about 13.5-ish, Jake and I were happy to begin our descent, knowing that at some point Mike and Nick would catch us. Almost to the bottom, I sensed that we may have taken a wrong turn somewhere back up the hill. I didn't remember what lay before me, and I couldn't find any footprints. Although the path ascending the mountain was obvious, things don't always look the same in reverse. But Jake was certain that we were on the right path, and not wanting to wait in place while I continued my search for footprints, he suggested that we just keep going. After all, we were still going downhill. Jake was right, of course. We were on the correct path, and within minutes we could hear the voices of our speed racers. We all enjoyed what was left of the descent, and were able to appreciate together the grandeur of the aspen field that awaited us at the bottom. The trees were so large I could barely reach my arms around them. Yes, I hugged a tree, and the leaves were a glorious golden yellow. I have come to realize that although my inclination is often to choose the least stressful of available options on any given day, I am inevitably delighted with the results from a decision to push beyond my comfort level. Yes, the hot springs would have been blissful, but our adventure on the mountain was heavenly. <laughs> that ends my piece, lounge or lunge. Obviously, the, de the decision was to lunge up the mountain. And today, I can smile when I look out my front windows, any of them, 
and see Mount Chavanel. Writing this one I did in 2012, I had no idea that we would end up living in Salida and naming our home Angel's Landing after the Angel of Chavano, which I suppose we might see in the springtime when the snow starts melting off the 14ers. And to think that we found Salida because of the Western Pack Bar Association. <laughs> to this day, Mike is convinced we will end up with a couple of burrows someday, although we laugh about some of the other names that we have in mind for them. I'm not going to share them with you right now. Someday, if we do get them, I will introduce them to you. I also laugh when I remember my mom in the bargain center and Filene's basement in Boston, and we always got the best winter deals when it was 98 degrees and 99% humidity inside the stores. <laughs> she could find a bargain. Of course, I'm laughing about that now because yesterday, just yesterday, I was in a consignment store called Free the Monkey, which I highly recommend to anyone. They they have locations in Salida and in BV and maybe in other places too. I don't know. We've found several beautiful pieces for our new home here in Salida. Well, yesterday I went in with a friend not looking for anything in particular and this little gray swishy swirly skirt jumped out of the rack at me. It did. It did. I swear it did. No one saw it, but I did. And for, I think it was, it ended up being $5.80. I got this awesome skirt made by the designer Samuel Dong. Now I looked him up, Samuel Dong, as a designer. And oh my gosh, if I ever become a star, I'm going to have to ask him to design my outfits because, wow, he's awesome. Look him up. But I digress. And this piece is really about overcoming my couch potato tendencies. When I think that I ended up at West Point because... I knew that the tendencies were strong while I was attending Smith College for three semesters and not really pushing myself because it's so easy not to. And as the snow falls outside, it becomes even easier to just sit by the fire, even though we have some wonderful equipment set up in our garage where we could go work out whenever we feel like it. I never really feel like it, but I know that I have to make myself because again, and Mike, Mike would call this type two fun. <laughs> Basically it's, well, I don't even know if I'd consider it fun, but type two fun is when you realize after you've completed something that it was enjoyable on some level. So with the holidays coming up and the focus always on eating lots of good, yummy food, I just know that I'll end up being happier if I schedule some type two fun on my calendar at least every other day. I should be able to do that, shouldn't I? Yeah, I think I should. What you do is your own decision. And thank you for letting me share with you what I've learned about my own couch potato tendencies in myself over the several decades I've been alive. Thank you for visiting Alligator Preserves. Come back next time when I'll talk about something completely different. And I will leave you with a saying my mother used to tell all of us five girls whenever we would leave home. She would say, be good. But if you can't be good, 
be careful. (laughs) Happy holidays and make sure you have some cranberry preserves for your turkey sandwiches for the day after Thanksgiving, because those are always the best turkey sandwiches with stuffing and mayo and cranberry sauce. Ooh, yum. Can't wait. (laughs) If you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with my latest episodes and tell your friends about it. I hope you'll help support me on Alligator Preserves at Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves. And I'd like to also give a shout out to those of you who are already my patrons on Patreon. I am so, so, so thankful to you all for believing in me and believing in my work and enjoying it. And I hope sharing it with others. Have a wonderful holiday season and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com. Amazon.com.